We are live. Welcome to another episode of Sports and More from the 604. Yeah, yeah, I want to say thank you. I run this whole ship. You know me as two-division world champion, <laughs> Conor McGregor, and I'm fighting this Saturday against Khabib Nurmagomedov. Like I told Jose Aldo, I run this championship. And I'm going to walk into and invade your favela on horseback, you jump. Thank you, Connor. I can tell you're pumped. Here we are. <laughs> we live. Man, I never thought we'd get introed by Connor McGregor on our eighth episode. The Notorious. Episode number eight, Sports and Morphin 604. Your boy RC on the mic. We've got DB. What's up? And KTC. Yo. And this is the Notorious Sports and More 604. Hell yeah. Hashtag SM604. This is episode eight. Uh, appreciate y'all joining in. We're we're like, we're in cruise control now, guys. Like we're you know episode eight. Like we're starting to fly high. I feel good about <laughs> starting things. to feel easy. Yeah, well, you know, it's, we're we're putting in work for the people. Like we're <laughs> we got the studio time. We got the equipment. You know, we're me and RC are chopping up the videos before we put them out to you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, we put some work in, but it, it's feeling good. We're starting to feel like we got an actual setup here. Uh, yeah, this is Sports and More six oh four episode eight. How you guys feeling? What's going on? How's your How's your Wednesday? This is a fabulous Wednesday for me. I just found out that at the end of November, I get possession of my new place. Lovely. Hopefully, yeah. I can turn the second bedroom and maybe a studio for us. Nice. Oh. So go mainstream here. Hey, that's exciting, man. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, man. Like, the last couple of months has actually been really stressful for me because it's been a, a lot of back and forth with the banks and I. Because yeah, I've yeah. been hanging on to a mortgage that I signed for last year. So September of last year, I signed a mortgage th- thinking that I'm going to actually move into a place within 12 months, right? right? So it's already been past 12 months. So they're like, you're okay, sit- like, you're sitting on it. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, okay, like we got to renegotiate. We got to renegotiate. But the difference in the price was significantly higher. It's like, you got to do something for me. Whoa. So they gave me the last bullet, which was December 8th. And I've been hounding and they gave me that date uh, back in September. So literally on a weekly basis, I've been hounding my developer being like what the fuck what's what going the fuck? on what's yeah. going on they're like we're gonna send the suit we're gonna send the suit all my mind is i just need to know that i can move into his fucking place by december 8th well i will gladly use your second bedroom as a studio yeah, uh, we, yeah i think yeah, we, we, would we got room here yeah yeah so Kay. then they finally got back to me today and they're like okay you're in november 22nd boom KTC's new apartment is going to be the official SM604 headquarters. Yeah. I like it. For us in the Brentwood area, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good, man. That's exciting. I uh, went to the Beyonce concert last night. That was fun. Queen, Queen, B? Uh, Queen B was in town. Man, she's uh, she's something else. You know, like, she can put on a show, hey? Oh, she can put on a show. Like, like Jay-Z was, was good, but when she walks it's out... It's Jay-Z, man. We're in Canada. Sorry, Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z, capital letters. I'm sorry, Mr. Z, Mr. Z. Dude, I... Uh, Beyonce is obviously one of the top Super Bowl performers of all time. Her show was her Super Bowl show was good, but um, you could even tell that it's gonna be better than this coming years. Yeah, because it, it was Maroon it was at five. Yeah, oh. well, yeah, yeah. They, I'm sure they'll come up with like another you know secondary act to try to you know they try to combine artists and stuff now. The only chance, the only show he's gonna be better than is probably Katy Perry. The Coldplay sucked too. That was Beyonce's. No, well, Beyonce and Bruno Mars came to save the day. Oh. But Coldplay started, and he was like, yeah, that was, sorry, man. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, overall, the Super Bowl shows have been lacking lately. The last great one I remember is Bruce the Boss. I, Bruce I, Springsteen. Yeah, his, his, was, his was phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, U2's is probably my favorite of all time. Oh, that was a sick. long time yeah. ago. So we each have different favorites, man. My favorite was Prince. Oh yeah, his oh, was his yeah. was good too. Yeah, Jeez. these are all all classics. But you, you can even tell like last night the the show was at at BC Place, so it's at the Big House, right? You know, Jay Z, Jay Z, whatever you want to call him. Come on, man, he's not Jay Z. That's just that's just embarrassing to that's the man. Canada. This is one of my favorite rappers of all time. You gotta put some respect on his name. But you gotta it's respect Canada, man. <laughs> he was good, right? I've seen him a few times, but when when Beyonce walks out, it, it's just something different. Like she has that stage presence about her like i am one of the greatest musical artists of all time so she was um she was incredible man i was i was really impressed with with uh, with that the show overall was okay but the stage presence can't beat it so that was that was fun sports and more everybody out there who's your favorite super bowl halftime performer let's hear it yeah i think i think we picked all three good ones man i, I mean 
I'm sure somebody has Katy Perry at the top of their list, and you know, right, <laughs> rightly so, right? <laughs> that was a disturbed person, though. Whoever picked that one. Well, hey, with well, with the, the floating dolphins or sharks the or sharks, whales yeah. or whatever the hell they were. Jesus, that's a little a little frightening, man. Yeah. Anyway, hey, it was a past Super Bowl win though, so. God guess got to take it, got to take it. Mr. RC, what's going on with you? Yeah, big week for me, big week for me on Saturday. We had um, auditions at the dance company that your boy represents. So, man, got to experience some competition, got to experience some new, fresh blood join the team. What's uh, what's the name of the dance company? Can we get them some uh, free publicity? Hey, man, I would love to give them free publicity here on this uh, on this platform, dude. They're called the Bravo Dance Company. They are the top salsa and latin rhythm school in vancouver and i say that because they are the only dance company that is led by a five-time international i mean five-time world champion um he's my coach alfonso shout out instant an inspiration instant credibility right there fuck yeah and paired up with his wife and dance partner who's a three-time world champion herself so, so would you say if if you're already a dancer um and you're looking for you know a, a a professional place to go or if you're just looking for something to do to get into into fitness yes. this is a good place for you exactly man i mean dance is something that if you enjoy music if you uh have fun time expressing yourself you don't need to be a dancer to start enjoying dance any level starts um the audition was open for all levels so we saw people who had never mm-hmm. danced before and we saw people coming in from a jazz contemporary dance cruise ship tap uh, all kinds of backgrounds so I was dancing salsa with girls that you could tell had never danced salsa but you can tell have been dancing all their lives so right. by the third time around they've picked up on moves that you don't see ladies pick up for a while right. so I'm really excited of course as I've let my uh, 604 crew here know um, US Thanksgiving Seattle International Salsa Congress going to be performing there with the amateur team here for the Bravo Dance Company so hey Anybody who wants to join the salsa, the salsa team or the social dance scene, you know, you know where to reach us. Boom. But yeah, big week, Love big it. week for us. Fucking exciting, man. Love it, man. That's awesome. You know, and, and, and dance is firmly incorporated into Sports More 604. We're big believers. We're big fans. We love it. Hashtag SM604. Bravo Dance Club. All about it. Uh, KTC. Let's do this, man. I want to get. I don't even want to waste any time. I just want to get right into it with you. Should we talk some football? Just talk, talk some, some pigskin. Quick football here. Quick football here. Oh man. Okay. We got a jam-packed show and damn. We do have a jam-packed show. We're gonna try we to keep no it relatively time. quick. But you know what, man? Another fantastic week of football. Ah, oh, it's all great, man. You it's can't all, take any week for granted. It's all great. I uh, proudly got a win on the board in both of my fantasy leagues, so I'm I'm out of the. I'm not out of the basement, but I'm, I'm at least got wins on the board, so that was good. But I, I but I, I, I blew both of the guys I was up against out of the water, and I'm like, geez, guys, like save some for next week. Like I need to kind of conserve some points here. <laughs> Just rest some starters yeah. for next next week. So everyone was looking good. A lot of the games looked good. KTC, pick out a few that were just some some real storyline keepers, things to talk about from last week. What's Man, to, what's I to love the Thursday nighter. The Thursday nighter was phenomenal. That was a fun game yeah, to watch. The, Both yeah. defenses uh, kept their defense at home, and that was just an old classic shootout. Yeah, that was a fun, fun, fun game to watch. Um, I really enjoyed uh, seeing just, just Goff and Cousins just going back to back, you know, shot after shot, no defense being played at all. That was a lot of fun. Um, Man, and that Bengals-Falcons game? Uh, the, oh, the Bengals-Falcons game was great, too. Yeah, Matty Ice. That Andy Dalton to AJ yeah. at the last uh, last yeah. minute drive, that freaking saved my ass on fantasy. Yeah, he's looking good. I think Fitzmagic uh, is, is officially over as he was replaced by Winston fit, in yeah. the uh, to start the second half of that game. So, uh, But, hey, Mitch Trubisky, six touchdown passes. Well, he's seeing uh, Post Mahomes, who was drafted the same time he was. That's right. He's, he's watching him do some stuff, so... You know, like, what? you know what? I gotta join the party now. If if Trubisky can can get you know on a good page with with Robinson and with Taylor Gabriel, and if that defense can keep doing what they're doing with Khalil Mack there now, that's a that's a good two way football. Four club. straight games with a strip sack fumble. Yep, yep. John Gruden, come on, man, you had him, and then you dare to say that 
pass rushers are hard to find after gonna, you trade his ass. We're not gonna talk about that. Come on, man. Your your uh, your Patriots put the beat down on the fall, on the on the Dolphins and took Ooh, away I'm their glad. undefeated uh, their undefeated season. So I'm glad that was good. That was good. And you know, hey, the the and I said it last week. I said it the week before, man. The Cleveland Browns look like they can hang with professional football clubs. Now they didn't get the win. They didn't get the win, but <laughs> they freaking should have gotten the but, win, though, man. But they, and, and I'm not and 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 to and to be close to beating the Raiders and losing to the Raiders does not mean you're going to be a good football club. It probably means you actually suck. But they can hang and they can put points on the board. And I'm still <laughs> I'm still riding that Browns bandwagon. Six nine and one. That's going to be their end of the season record. Take it to the bank. Yeah, they're lucky to get four. They should have won that game though. That should have been the win number two. They yeah. they had it. They had just had to hold them on that last drive, and they even led that last uh, two point conversion, and then lost in overtime. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a tough loss. The uh, the the quote unquote supposed best rivalry in all of football was uh, a dud, just like we you and I predicted last week. The the Ravens pretty much handled the Steelers. The Steelers are, are actually. I want to talk about this for a minute. The, the Steelers are, are shaping up to look like one of the more disappointing teams in football this year. Them like, and they, they, the Falcons. Yeah, them and the... I, but I, I believe in the Falcons just because that, that offense is high-powered. And, and the Steelers, it, it has the potential to be high-powered, but it just they just don't look like they have it together. The locker room looks like it's a mess. The, the whole thing. I, the I, team doesn't look like they're playing like a team. And here's, and here's the thing. Not a lot of people were picking the Falcons to be Super Bowl you know, going to the Super Bowl picks, you know, uh, there are quite but a, a few lot people, of people, a had lot of people had the Steelers going to the Super Bowl. So I think they're shaping up to be definitely the biggest disappointment in the league this year. I, I won't count them out yet because, you Bell's know, not back. Yeah, Bell's not back. You know, he's he's saying that he is coming back by the bye week, which is the end of this month. And hopefully that can help them. But you know what? They're playing a division where I just don't believe that either Baltimore or Cincinnati is going to run away with it. So until they prove the Steelers that they can run away with the division. Steelers, you know, if they get a couple wins here in the next coming weeks, then they're back at it. They will be. I, I, I just don't know. And I would love to see them back at it. They're a fun football team to watch when they're yeah. clicking. Yeah. You know, Big Ben, especially when he plays at home versus on the road, he plays great. Like, they've got probably arguably one of the best receivers in the game in Antonio Brown. Juju is up and coming. Uh, you know, you've got Bell when he's back, which sounds like it's going to be week seven. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got the makings of a really fun team to watch. But well, offensively, they've always been a juggernaut. But, you know, I, something just seems off to me with that team this year. So they, they could be shaping up to be. Well, really funny enough, the two teams that we just mentioned, they're actually against each other. The Falcons are in Pittsburgh this week. Yeah. And I'm going to say that the loser of this match won't make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the best game of the week for me was the Monday Nighter. And, and I, I want to talk about it because I I was just hanging on to every throw that Showtime Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Post Mahomes, I was hanging on to every throw this kid was making. Like whenever he was under center, I was watching every play. It it was He's impressive. He's impressive, man. And that the 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 flow of the game was exciting. Like the the fans in Denver were and Bron great. Broncos couldn't even get to him. Like Von Miller was chasing him, chasing him a handful of times, but just couldn't get him. He the, got got rid of a ball last second. The fans in Denver are always good. You know they they they're always loud. You're in the mile high, so you know it gets a little tougher to breathe in the sec in the third and fourth quarters and. It, 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 it's a tough place to play. I would actually love to watch a game in Denver. Yeah. That'd be one of the stadiums I'd, I'd love to go to. Definitely the, one of the top five hard stadiums to play in. And, hey, and question: Is it because of the altitude? It's it's that. a it's a combination of the of the altitude and and the fans are really raucous when when um when the when Broncos are on defense. It's, it's one of the loudest yeah. stadiums. It's one of the loud. Yeah, like the Seahawks. Just like the Seahawks. Just like used the to Seahawks, be back in 2013. Yeah. Because yeah. you know. The Aztec Stadium is at a higher altitude than. Oh yeah, than way the, higher. Like, yeah, yeah. The Mile High Stadium has nothing on Aztec. Really? How yeah. high? How high? How? That's what's like, like eighteen hundred meters. Holy shit! And that's like eight times higher than Mile High. No, no, no. Mile High, Mile High is is like is like sixteen hundred meters. So it's got two hundred oh, meters yeah. on it probably, but it's got <laughs> years of smog. Yeah. <laughs> on it for sure. That'd pollution. Be pretty, that'd be pretty crazy to see a game there. Yeah, pollution factor. But yeah, that that is the the altitude and just the 
the general nature of the fans up there. It's a, it's a really tough stadium to go into. And the fact that Denver, over the last several years, has had a really, really good defense. Still uh, has a really and, good and defense. And they still have a very good defense. It, it's a tough place to play. But so Case Keenum, what I, what I found funny about that game was, remember the last-minute drive? Yeah. Case Keenum faked a running play. Yeah, I saw that. It's like, wow, what, like, sick moves, bro. I know. You're down to touchdown. You're down four points, and you're going to fake the run. And they had more than a minute left on the clock. Like, they had time. Yeah, pathetic coaching by Denver. But it's all. They should have won that game. But it's all about Showtime Mahomes in this one. You know, he. Man, he played. Like, he didn't didn't have a very um, good first half. Um, and he and he just bounced back and took control of this game in the second half. You know, he looked like a leader out there. He was poised. And, and when he Hella was poised. and when he's being chased out of the pocket, when he's on the run, he was making the kind of throws that you're not supposed to make. Like, Brett Favre 2.0. No, man. You, you know what I mean. Like when when like when you're when you're running out of the pocket and you're running you're running toward the sideline and you're throwing across the body pass through the middle of the field that you're not supposed to do that. Like you're not yeah, supposed. Yeah, the kid's to, got an arm. I honestly know? think that guy can bomb at seventy yards. Oh he, yeah, yeah, I think so too. But 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 and he but he's can hold on to it long enough to find guys. Yeah. Like he's got he's got pocket presence and then he's got out of pocket presence and it's unbelievable. Andy Reid, man, just coaching another future Hall of Famer how, for sure. How, so how old is this? kid he's 20 22 yeah he's, last he's, year was his first year and he played one game last yeah, year yeah at the very last this game. is his second yeah. year and then yeah i mean for all intents and purposes he, he's he's like a rookie he's a rookie starter i mean we can call him that he's not like a rookie player but he's a rookie starter in this league and and he is showing out man like <laughs> unbelievable how how well he's playing and to be able to come from behind and put the points on the board like I, i'm gonna I'm gonna be watching every Chiefs game, man. I said it last week too. Like they're they're the most exciting team in football to watch. And through four weeks of the NFL season, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football. True, H- hands down. True, hands yeah. down. He is he he is the best player in football. Him and Khalil Mack right now. I'm gonna say one two. Sure. In no order. But we're talking four weeks, man. Like that's twenty five percent. That's a quarter of the season. Like it's, yeah. no, it's no, it's no small chunk. And Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football through a quarter of the season. So really, impl- really impressive. I believe they're the only team that's still undefeated. Them and, them and the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. Yeah, the Rams yeah. are four and zero as well. So when they hook up in uh, in Mexico City, uh, Mr. RC. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a fun, a fun game to watch, and I don't know what week that is, but uh, I think it's uh, two or three weeks from now. It's a few now. weeks yeah. away. It's a few weeks away. So that that's week four, man. Another another good one in the books. Um, Want to preview week five here? Just some interesting, fun things to talk about. Uh, KTC, other than uh, this ugly Thursday nighter that will be the Patriots and Colts, which I know you'll be watching. Let's talk about some actually exciting games that people want to listen to. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of post Mahomes, I want to see him against that Jacksonville defense. Yep, that I think that's one that people have their eyes on for sure. Yeah, that will be a true test because you yeah. know this time not only see avoiding sacks from a very good defensive line that the Jaguars have, yeah, but he's gonna have to get through that tough secondary that they have as well. I believe it's it's something like in um, the last all of this season and in, in the the last chunk of of last season, so something like ten games where the um, the Jaguars defense has not allowed more than 260 or 270 yeah. passing yards per game. That you know defense I mean? is stacked. Yeah, like or, or only every I think position maybe only, has only, a star player. Only twice they've allowed more than 260 passing yards yeah. in the last like 10 games. It's something unbelievable, you know, and you've got You've got Jalen Ramsey, like you've got AJ Boye, yeah, who are both top five top corners five. in the league. You've got a defensive line that is just unbelievable. The linebackers are good too. They, yeah, that defense that is defense stacked. That, it, I, it, we'll see how Post Mahomes do against it, the Jets. It'll Jags. it'll be definitely his heart, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes' toughest test to date, and it might end up being his toughest test of the whole year. So we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about these Chiefs. Hey, and if that Chiefs goes five and zero, oh, I think this would be their most impressive win out of the five. Oh, by far, if they get yeah, the absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I um I got I got my eye on um I got my eye on Falcons and Steelers as well just cuz it's like you said two disappointing teams that still think they have a chance to kind of dig themselves out of it two high powered offenses so it'll make for an exciting game to watch and we're going to see kind of who can get their season back on track and who is really you know might have to start looking at throwing in the towel <laughs> the, Fal- <laughs> the Falcons has good. been just an odd team to me cuz yeah, you know yeah. what their records 1 and 3 right now but they easily could have been 4 and 0 oh as well they're not getting blown out like Matt Matty Ice is playing at the form 
that he was playing in two years ago great. when he won great. the MVP. Yeah. You dropped his ass. I did drop him. after one week. Yeah, but that was that, a bad move on my part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantasy owners are pumped right now because he is playing at a high level. And this Calvin Ridley guy that they they drafted oh, this man. year, yeah. he's a real deal. He man. looks like the real deal. Like he's definitely overtaken Mohamed Sanu as the number two receiver on that yeah. on that team. And like you and I mentioned, I think the loser of this one won't make the playoffs. And unfortunately for the Falcons, I think they are going to lose that game. And because that. That that defense that they have is just all out. Absolutely. Not out week to week, but completely out. But the, um, the game I would really want to see though is the NFC rematch. Yeah, I was just about to get into that yeah. one. Yeah. The, and you know, and actually before we get into that, I think it's possible. I mean we we're getting an NFC championship rematch. I think it's possible that we're gonna be seeing an AFC championship preview with that Chiefs and Jaguars game. What Old. do you what do you think? Nah. You don't you, think so? You never, you didn't say New England. I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, I'm aware. I didn't say New England. Yeah, New England and Jaguars maybe. Chiefs, you know what? They they gotta prove it to me that they're gonna have to shut down a high powered offense no, for me to consider it's, them it's a, a contender. First. It's a possible preview. Like I'm not I'm not saying possible it's gonna happen, preview. but it is a potential AFC Championship yeah. matchup if the KC defense can get their act together, which they look like very the worst, high, unlikely. They, yeah, they look like the worst defense yeah. in football. But going right back now. to the Vikings Eagles, you know what? Last year NFC they put up a the Vikings put up a stinker in a 38 to 7 7 NFC championship match mm-hmm. this week I want to see the Vikings do a little bit better because you know what same thing that we said about the Steelers and the and the Falcons if they lose this game they're they dug themselves a hole too cuz somehow as stacked as they are they're freaking 1 2 and 1 right now yeah so if they lose this game it's like ooh yeah, it, you're starting to really put yourself in a tough spot now you're chasing the wild card position out yeah. at best it's going to be um it's it's gonna be because these are two teams that definitely think they have a chance to meet again in the in the NFC Championship and and you know the preseason picks kind of suggested that too so I, I think both teams got to actually really get on their shit um, you know neither neither of these teams has really looked like uh, real championship contending teams yeah. now we are still relatively early in the season but like you said once you start hitting week five now the bye weeks are rolling in heavy you, you got to start kind of hitting full steam here with with uh, with your team so yeah and if you only won one game out of five then yeah there's a lot of things you're gonna have to chase yeah we got we have an all texas battle in the in the sunday night or houston and dallas brutal yeah that's a tough oh. one yeah, that's a tough one and uh, you know the the Monday nighter. Um, I I think you know the, really the well. Only let's get into it when we make our make our. We can get into yeah. that one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't we move right into that right now? It is time for the weekly <laughs> KTC versus DB NFL pickums, bro. I gotta give it to you. There was out of the three games last week, and I'll, and I'll pull it up right now. Out of the three games last week, I won one of those on you by half a point. And you won one of those on me by half a point. So we're... Uh, and aren't you glad that you and I, you know, settled that half a point thing? Because you didn't want it at the beginning. I didn't want and it. I at told you there's going to be a lot of ties. I didn't want it at the beginning because, you know, sometimes, you know, the Vegas odds have it on yeah. a on a flat but the tie Vegas wins, right? Because they didn't lose nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the, the win is more exciting. Yeah. So whichever, if, if it's currently at a flat point where there's not a half, We'll go to what the game, the the spread opened at, which yeah. which is a fair compromise. Yeah. So so to recap, last week DB yeah. won the Thursday nighter, and then that's correct. I took the Sunday nighter and I took the Monday nighter. That's correct. That means I get honors this week again. That is correct. And that then overall correct. in the season, I'm up one. You are up one. Uh, we have done uh, how many here? We've done thirteen. Um, I am sitting at uh, five and eight versus the spread, and you are sitting at six and seven. So, uh, you're one game up on me, man. One game up on me on the spreads here. Look at this guy. <laughs> Kenton's got his, his fake fedora on right now. We Facebook live right now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, you're one game up. I'm looking for a little bit of redemption. Okay. We got... Um, we want to. We got. We got three pretty shitty nighter games here this year, or this week. But uh, we're gonna get into them anyway. So the first matchup, like we said, is the Thursday nighter. Uh, we got Indianapolis. The Colts. The baby horses are in New England to play the Pats. 
KTC. I don't remember the spread on this one, but ten if you can remind me. It is. Ten it is, and yeah. a half on this one. It's, it's a Patri- For the hometown. It's a Patriots 10 and a half favorite. So what do you got on this one? Why? Tell the people. And by the way, as we do every single week, we have to say disclaimer. We do not condone donate. We, we do not condone illegal betting unless you are in one of the uh, two of the fifty states that do condone it. This and is not we professional. This is not advice. a professionally gambling advice. We do not advocate illegal gambling. But it's but you can take these to the bank. It's a yeah. lock, baby. Okay. <laughs> well, since um, I got honors, I guess I'll recap this one here. Um, you know what? Last time I took New England. They disappointed me. Not only did they not cover the spread, they flat out just lost the game. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I'm going to take New England to cover <laughs> this spread. The ten and a half. <laughs> Let's go, Pats. Oh, man. Let's go, is, champ. This is just such a shitty game. Um, you know, uh, it's this This one's interesting because I, I think I think New England is is is. I have a feeling they're starting to find their stride and they always seem to do this. Hey, like Edelman is coming back. It's Tom Brady's favorite target. Sony Michelle has now emerged as a, a, a guy that's a running be, back. A a guy, solid yeah, running back. A, and a, but a guy that's game script proof because he yeah. already in a short amount of time, he has shown that he's one of the best receiving backs in the league. In a, he's really dude. He, I, I was, I was, I picked him back up on fantasy. So I was watching him. He, I made you pick him back up on fast. Yeah, he's a great pass catcher. He's a great pass catcher. I, he I, does this thing. He's the first time that New England ha- can say that he we have a good running yeah. back since Kevin Fall. He's going to be counted on. Okay, you've got Julian Edelman coming back. Tom Brady's favorite receiver. Chris Hogan is still there. Uh, I don't know if they're going to bring Josh Gordon in, um, but he'll I mean, be a decoy. But he, yeah, he exactly. He's a great decoy to use. I normally don't like to to take the teams that are favored by, you know, 10 and a half. That's a pretty crazy, but I'm going with the Pats as well, man. I just think they're going to stomp on Indy. Um, Indy is without Marlon Mack, without T.Y. Um, that I, defense I, sucks. That coaching Yeah, the defense sucks. is awful. Andrew Luck is a shade of who he was. Yeah, I, I I really see New England stomping on these guys as well. And it's 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 in um, Foxborough. So I'm going to go with New England to cover the 10.5. We both got the same pick. So there is that one. Um, what do we got next? We got next. We got the Sunday Nighter. We were just talking Battle about of it. Texas, man. The Battle of Texas. We've got uh, we've got the Cowboys in Houston playing the Texans. Uh, I don't even know what the Houston Stadium is called. NRG Stadium. NRG Stadium. That's right. That's right. So we've got the Cowboys in Houston. Uh, I guess it's my pick, isn't it? Yeah. What do we what what's we got on the line on this one, man? We have that one. Let me check. But I think it's three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. For Houston, I believe, right? Houston. Yeah. Okay, so we've three got and a half Houston. Okay, so Houston is favored by three and a half on the Cowboys at home. Um, this one's interesting. I, I think the Cowboys have nothing to speak of of, of of any real talent except for Ezekiel Elliott. I still am a believer in Deshaun Watson. I he has not really shown it so far this year. However, you've got Hopkins, who is a game to game mainstay. You know, they just his ability to to catch the deep ball with Deshaun Watson's willingness to throw the deep ball is always a threat week to week. Doesn't matter what defense they're playing. Will Fuller can flat out run. He can catch the deep ball too. And this new kid that has emerged, uh, Kiki QT. <laughs> Kiki. Kiki. Do you ride it? <laughs> you never never leave from the side. My fiance is gonna love that you just did that. Uh, <laughs> Kiki. Shout Q- out to the future DB, Mrs. DB. Yeah. If she's, if she's listening. <laughs> oh, she'll be listening. Hey, babe. Um, Kiki QT is automatically inserted into the all-name team. Like, up there with ha, up there with Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Like, Kiki QT, you've put yourself into the all-NFL name team immediately. <laughs> and get this, little-known fact, unless you were watching the last week's game, Kiki QT had 15, that's right, 15 targets, and I believe 11 catches. Like, he was by far the most targeted wide receiver in football last week. So if if that's an aberration, we don't really know, right? But if he can get onto that program and Houston can have a truly three wide receiver set with Lamar Miller still performing really well, 
and Deshaun Watson doing his thing on the ground too. That that's the makings of a team that can kind of get their way back. The defense, I don't think anybody should give up on it yet. They haven't shown too too much, but JJ Watt is still there. JJ Watt is still all world player. I'm gonna take Houston with the points in Houston. Give them to me. Damn. I know we're gonna agree on this one again, but sometimes well, it's the way I, it goes. I can only agree on this because I'm I'm not actually cheer for the Cowboys. Nobody wants to cheer for, Nobody the, Cowboys. To cheer for the Cowboys. Nobody wants to cheer for the Cowboys. For that reason, I'm out on the Cowboys. You have nothing. You, you have no other reason other than you just don't want to cheer for. I them. just don't want to cheer for the Cowboys. My man. points are valid, I think. And I agree with you. And if I had the first pick in this one, I would take in Houston too, because okay. I think that defense is starting to roll now. I mean, JJ Watt, Jadavian Clowney, they are. They are fearsome, and that O-line on Dallas isn't as good as they are. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Travis, Travis uh, Fredrickson, he may not even be coming back to play football, and he is really the the core the core of that um, the defensive uh, or offensive line. So they're not as strong as they are. I got Texans on this one, too, to win the game and to cover at 3.5. Absolutely, man. Now let's move it into the last one. You know, this is, this is making for some really boring boring uh podcast material right now but well it, you it, said it was a boring primetime week for, it, it, uh, it, yeah like the yeah. i think i think all three of these nighters um the thursday the sunday the monday nighter are, are just really not whatever but hey this is what we're doing with the pickums it is what it is let's get into the last one man it's the <laughs> monday nighter it should be another um at least a barn burner I th- it could be anyway We've got uh, the Washington NFL Football Club. I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon and and uh, go away from the Redskins name. I think they, I, I'm usually like down with you know teams keeping their 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 names even if they're kind of historically offensive. But Redskins is like <laughs> Redskins is pretty brutal. So I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna join I'm gonna join the bandwagon of people that are gonna call it the Washington Football Club. So I'm gonna say Washington is in the Big Easy in uh. Nolens. <laughs> Playing Drew Brees, the Ageless Wonder, and the Saints. We now, got PC culture making its way to sports and more from the Saints. Hey man, here. we talked. Just beautiful. We talked about mental health and mental wellness last week. Like these are these are real life topics, and we're not going to shy away from them. So that's why you guys should tune in. Hashtag SM604. Please join the conversation. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Uh, we won't stay away from any topic. We're here for the people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Washington is in New Orleans. The Saints are a six and a half point favorite at home in it's the my, Dome. It's my pick, eh? It's your pick, KTC. What you got? This is is a damn tough one for me. I really want to say the Saints, and I have a feeling you're gonna say the Saints. And I want to pick the Saints. But I'm gonna go with the Redskins. Sheesh. Oh, okay, okay. The okay. Washington Football Club. The Washington Football Club. I'm gonna say the Redskins. I'm not gonna. Dis- <laughs> I'm not gonna disrespect their legacy. So I'm gonna get, say the Washington Redskins. You know what? I see this being a high-scoring game, and they're gonna keep up with the Saints in the high-scoring game. I'm not taking them to win, but I'm gonna take them you to cover it'll, it'll that six and a half. Yeah. I'm gonna maybe say it's like a 34-31 type game with yeah. Saints winning, but. Just give me the points on that one. I'll take the skins. Cool. I like it because you're right. I'm definitely going with the Saints. We're going to we're gonna disagree on one of the three games this week. I just want to talk about a couple of storylines um, b- before I kind of justify making my pick. But uh, I think the big storyline, you know, really has nothing to do with wins and losses in this one. But it's Mr. Drew Brees is, I believe... He's two, going for a record. He's, I believe he's 200 201. And, 201, that's yeah. right. 201 passing yards away from being the greatest from being the of goat. all time yeah, the, the, in the, passing the, yards. The goat of passing yards, yeah. yeah. The, uh, you'll be at the top of the Mount Goats more of passing yards. And anytime he breaks a Peyton Manning record, anytime I hear a Peyton Manning record being broken, yeah. I'm happy about it. Absolutely. Whoa. Absolutely. Absolutely. You and can't yeah. be a Brady and a Manning fan, people. Well, you know what? Pey- yeah, Peyton's great, but um, <laughs> two, uh, that's incredible, man. Like 201 passing yards away from being the all-time leader in that category. And he's still got a lot of good football left in him. Um, I've always been a big Drew Brees fan. Everyone's a Drew Brees ma- fan. Ma- mainly because uh, at his alma mater, he was a Sigma Chi, uh, just like I was. So nice. shout out Sigma Chi fraternity if anybody's listening. Um, yeah, Drew Brees, you know, he's great, man. I've always been a fan of his. He's I, he's definitely going to get the 200 yards in this game. Like, it's, it's, it's not even a question. So we will see history made 
in this game on Monday night. Uh, Mark Ingram is returning from suspension, and he is eager to play, man. He has seen what Alvin Kamara has been doing the first four weeks, and he's ready. He's so ready to come back from suspension and play that he met the team at the airport, at the airport on their way back home after last week, and he's got guys... I'm, I'm ready. back. <laughs> I'm back and I'm ready. I think he's going to get eager to get worked into the um, into the game script. I think Sean Payton is not going to be afraid to toss him right into it right away. Um, Kamara is one of the most explosive and exciting backs in all of football, unquestionably. But even when Kamara was emerging over the second half of last year, Ingram was still getting his touches. I think Mark Ingram, uh, if I have this right, through, through week nine of last season, averaged about 18 touches a game. Uh, from week 10 to the end of the season, he averaged 14 touches a game. So it did go down by four, but still, to average 14 touches a game when Camaro was doing what he was doing, they arguably had two of the top 10 backs in football last week. Oh, that's the la- best last running year. back duo in the and, league and, right and now. I, and, I, and I think he might not get 14 this year because Camaro has just exploded to another level, but I see, I see Mark Ingram getting around 12 touches a game every single week, maybe even more depending on the game scripts. I think he's going to get a lot of goal uh, goal line work uh, they're gonna work him in right away man I'm excited to see what he can do so the Saints I think they're just gonna come in with a whole ton of enthusiasm they're gonna want to win this one for Marky Mark and uh, and they're gonna put the boots to uh, to the Redskins and, and you know what I think I think the Redskins they have a really good one-two running back duo themselves with Adrian Peterson who's turning back father time <laughs> and and Chris Thompson who is their 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 pass catcher really um, I see Chris Thompson having a, w- a way better game in this one just because of game flow. I think Washington's going to have to play from behind the entire time. The only way I see them, um, that I see the Saints not covering the six and a half point spread is if Washington gets like some garbage time touchdown or something while they're trying to come back and, you know, they yeah bring it to within three or some shit like that. But anyway, I got the Saints. I got them winning by a touchdown or more. Take it to the bank. KTC, I like these picks, man. We're looking, we're looking good. One of us is gonna win. Oh yeah, yeah. And I we gotta, I gotta do some catching up here. Yeah, well, you got, we got one game to to to, to make a difference. To here. recap it for the fans, we are doing this week to week. Uh, we're gonna add it up at the end of the year, and the winner, the loser, is going to gift the winner a a new era profit uh, hat of their choosing. Kinton and I are both hat aficionados, hat collectors. So we're going to uh, take our hat of choosing for for the winnings. We're going shopping, baby. Maybe maybe a, maybe a lunch too. You know, let's throw in a lunch. Uh, I'll take you a lunch because you're a friend. But that's cool. You're gonna pay the hat because you lost. Oh, because I lost already. I like it. Fight, fighting words. Again, we don't condone illegal betting, but you can. It's a lock. You guys can take it to the <laughs> bank. <laughs> um, but we have a special guest. We do have in a special guest. House. Before we stop talking football, we had somebody that is just popping through who wanted to talk a little pigskin. My man Norman, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. Hey, how are you, man? Hey, Everybody, we have, we've got we've got Norman Reyes on the not even not on the line. He's here in person. This is our first guest on SM604. Episode, International guest. Our first Ooh. guest of any kind, yeah. man. International or domestic, it doesn't matter. We're eight episodes in, Mr. Norman, and you are our first and honored guest. So thank you I'm for being on the show. Hey, hey, man. We have, we thank that. you for that. I love that. So hey, we we appreciate you being on the show, man. Uh, Norman, for those uh, those who don't know, uh, spends most of his time in, in lovely Mexico, and he visits often. So I, I get to see you all the time, man, when you come up here. Yeah, so you. what's going on? What's up? I'm back here for a while. I'm going back home tomorrow, but I think I'll be here by November, December, something like that. Coming back again? Yeah. Especially, okay. I want to go to a Seahawks game. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I thought that this was a lost season, I think, like, probably for all the Seahawks fans or Raul likes to call us South Vancouver Seahawks fans. Hey, well, a lot, a lot of us are, man. <laughs> well, I, I think something like ten percent of Seahawks season ticket holders are from British Columbia. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've been there a couple of times. It's, it's a huge percentage. It's, it's okay, and over here you see in the street everybody just, you know, cheering up for the Seahawks and everything. Yeah. So, so you're gonna go to a, a November game? I'm planning to go probably December. Okay. They're playing, I, I think, something from the same division, so. I really like to, see, to catch a game of that. Cool, man. Cool. Have you you been you've been to the yeah Central Infield? Yeah. I, I I've so I I've been to the stadium, but only to watch um, Sounders games. 
uh, the soccer team. So yeah, I've never I've never actually seen man the, a- the uh, a- yeah yeah the atmosphere in an NFL game is something. Else. I've never seen a Seahawks game or any NFL game for that matter. I've never seen one. You gotta live. Go, I know it's like a life experience. I know. I finally crossed uh, Queen B Beyonce off my list, so now it's time to cross <laughs> off an NFL game. <laughs> I think that. Um, I, end of November, I might be going down to LA and watching a, a Lakers game and um, and a LA Chargers game in the same weekend. Nice, yeah. So that could go be, to a Rams game, man. Well, uh, yeah, if if I can line it up, but uh, go I see d- the potential Super Bowl champs. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't they, think I, they'll take the Super Bowl. You don't they, think they, so? Yeah, I think they they can, they can definitely get there, but I don't think they'll take it. So uh, that's what I wanted to ask you, Norman. Is they, from what you've seen uh, of this uh, young NFL season, who are some? I don't know. Mahomes is my Mahomes. Yeah, I was gonna say, who are some powerhouse teams to watch out for this yeah. year? He's playing really great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. I mean, like from the past two or three seasons ago, they've been having a really great game, running game, defensive game. But now they they have the whole thing with Mahomes over there. So. Oh yeah, he's dude. They're he's, getting there. He's good. Rams so definitely. I, I think they're. They're going to be at the Super Bowl. And we were just talking about it before you came in here that uh, the Rams and the Chiefs are playing in Mexico City yeah. later this season. That's do you have a chance to go to that game? I do have a chance. I don't think I'll be going. Because that will be the most expensive ticket of the entire season. Yeah. They, yeah. I mean, like, I tried to get last year. It was Raiders against uh, Patriots. Uh, Patriots, yeah. Yeah, him and I, we tickets, tried to go, but the tickets, tickets were, were the most expensive. More expensive than just going to the U.S. Like, yeah. even for us, like, I don't know why, but in Mexico City, I think everything goes up. If you go to go, try to go to the Formula One racing, it's I think it's this will be their third year. It's more expensive than actually taking a plate to San Antonio and just see whatever they're going to Now, is that because there's just one game of the entire season that's happening good, well, there? That's like, we it, Mexicans right? like oh, to man. pay more for the same thing. Dude, it's because we, we're not fucking riding donkeys and throwing up serapes down there, man. We got wealth and equality up the ass over there, man. P- people are rich. The Mexican... There's okay, money. There's, there's money a new Netflix series called... Uh, made in mexico man and it's all about like the bourgeois really the fucking upper class and just how they extravagantly flamboyantly just piss and shit dope i would love to see that <laughs> I, I would actually love to see that um i believe that and i just looked it up i believe that game the chiefs and rams game in mexico city is a monday nighter november the 19th so it is still a little bit of a ways away but by then those teams are probably are both gonna have good records and they're gonna be competing for something so that's gonna be a really gonna really be a great good game. game man yeah we'll see if our boy post mahomes can uh stand mexican gastronomy and doesn't have a fucking shitter break game because <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you man moctezuma's revenge is real <laughs> <laughs> You go to Mexico, you get the shits. I so Norman, that. On, on that game, then who do you see winning that game? Rams, definitely Rams. Rams. So okay. you have Rams going to the Super Bowl, but you don't have the winning it. Let me tell you why. They, when they play in Mexico City, it's the Azteca Stadium, right? Yeah. yeah. That's natural grass. So every time an NFL uh, game happens over there, players will just complain about the grass and how it's completely different from when they're used to the it. turf. Yeah. So right now, if they are used to over here and they're Mahomes it's his second season probably the first time he's playing for real and they have running game it's going to be complicated for them I think that's the only thing that will go against them otherwise interesting yeah. points yeah unbelievable the, the only team that would really benefit from natural grass is Arizona they're one of the only teams that actually plays yeah. on natural grass and people people like to RC's point like people don't realize um, how big NFL or football in general is down in Mexico. Like football is becoming a huge, huge deal. Am I right? It has been for a while now. Before, like up to university. Yeah. We have really great teams over there, competitive teams. The thing is, we don't have like a professional football league. Right. Exactly. People over there, you just drop it, and before they end school, like if you go, if if you compare to what happens in the U.S., Mm -hmm. they use they actually have a career going ahead for of them. Mm -hmm. Mexico, it's the opposite. So they rather go to the study part of the university rather than just continue playing with them. But the NFL has considered, you know, I don't know how seriously, but they have considered putting a team full time down in Mexico, Mexico City. You know, like they've explored. Europe, which doesn't look like it's a viable option just from travel. travel. The travel, it's just too difficult, right? 
but having a team down in Mexico, and, and the NBA actually has explored this as well, because they have games down in Mexico City all the time. I believe they've got at least, well, they have definitely one every no, they year. they have like four, I Yeah, think. they've got multiple games in, in, in Mexico every year, and it's not just Mexico City. I think they have them in other cities as well. They definitely have preseason games. Like, I know when, when LeBron was on the Heat, they um, they had games down in Mexico, and, and like that that's something that you could actually do. You know, I mean, you've got teams up in Canada. Why not make it a fully North American league and have the third country of North America in there? I think it's something that could be done. Like RC was saying, the bourgeois, like the, the money is there. Corporate sponsorship dollars is there. It could be done, right? What do you think? Uh, I don't think it's like Mexico. Like right now they have a, their own league. Like I think it's their third year or something Basketball? like that. No, football. Oh, football. Okay. And it's really they have like seven or eight games. But do, do you think that let's go with just Mexico City right now, since that's the you know that's the biggest city of the country and is very similar to Toronto. Like that's like, that's the one city you would go to. Do you think Mexico City would be a viable like strong candidate to have an NBA and an NFL franchise? I really don't think so. No, I think that. Yeah, I think it's it, it comes to what matters the most, money. Mm-hmm. So I don't think like even if people are willing to spend more on a season ticket. I don't think people has enough like enough power to just get all the games and whatever it takes to get our uh, well NFL players to go to Mexico City. It's a completely different world over there. It's, Absolutely, it's not the same as in any in NBA having some people. In, well, Toronto Raptors. I mean, like it's Canada. It's you can actually find so many similarities with what happens. It's not in as US. different yeah. as going from you know like Dressing US to Canada points. versus US to Mexico, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, absolutely. There's no way. I, I don't see the, how that's happening. But what I, what I'm telling you, it's. If they instead of having one game, they they schedule like two or three games. Yeah, I'm sure that it will be a hit over there because so more more games, but but not a full team. Not a full team. Not a full team. And I'm telling you, like over there, the stadium it's one hundred thousand people. Yeah. I've been there with 100,000 people cheering up for their team. Azteca, right? Is that the name yeah, of the stadium? Azteca. And yeah. the cheapest ticket is like $400 US. Is it, they is sold it out. that much yeah. money? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much. And, but like, like, imagine over there, it's it's something you, you have to see. I mean, I went over there for wow. football. It was under 17 World Football Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soccer, right? Yeah. It was Mexico against Uruguay. It was for the first place. Oh, we shit. were 105,000. Yeah, 105,000. So it's, it's basically the size of AT&T it's in Dallas. Double, it's bigger. It's bigger. Right, it's bigger. AC, double the yeah. BC place. Oh, yeah. It's, at, yeah. it's two BC places. Yeah. yeah so It's bigger than Cap now. Like yeah. that's, That place is huge. Yeah, and you have, like, we Mexicans are loud. <laughs> Even, yeah, like, if you try to get to a Mexican, like, over every time you go to any sport event, we're really loud. And at high altitude, your voice travels even further. <laughs> the thing, <is laughs> <laughs> the air is thin, so your voice just Seriously. pierces across yeah. the field. No, and, and the place, it's <laughs> Dude, like it, it's really great. You, the, the whatever what you feel over there, it's amazing. It's it's really big. And Look, him, him and I, we honestly talked for weeks about going to that Raiders <laughs> and Patriots game. We looked into it, and when we saw four hundred dollar US a ticket, it's like man. You know what? I'm I'm actually shocked by that. Like I. For nosebleeds. You know, it, it has nothing to do with it being in Mexico or not. The reason why I thought that it would be a heck of a lot cheaper is just the size of the stadium. You know, like the, the cheap seats I figured would be hella cheap. But but that's crazy to me. Like so the amount of money that, that they make just at the gate. Oh, it's like six million just in ticket sales. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And these seats, dude, like if you're in the upper rim. Like you, upper you, bowl. You, you've been in the stadium. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they're not numbered. Yeah, man. you're not even seeing anything. You're sitting oh, on a really? on a plate on a, of on a, concrete, on a, on a bench, right? Yeah. I sat on the on the aisles because there's no fucking fire department <laughs> protocol down there, man. There's no safety. Nobody gives a fuck. You sit people on top of people, over and there, you can't right? see anybody on the field. You're just watching that huge screen. Yeah, that you're on level. Oh, yeah. dude. I I went to see the last time I was at Azteca was Mexico Chile. And a World Cup qualifier. No, it was a, it was a friendly before the World Cup, and just like Norman said, man, one hundred and five thousand souls. Unbelievable. It's so loud. Dude. Unbelievable, man. And now, like, like, now I really want to go. Now it's like an it. experience. You gotta go to yeah. if you're in Mexico City, go to the Azteca. Absolutely. For something. Okay, sign me up. <laughs> um, that's good. Well, let's say hey, Norman, man, we appreciate you coming on. Stick around. Stick around for a few more minutes because we're gonna get into something that I know you Thank know you. a lot about. Um, 
We're gonna we're gonna skip a little bit. We're gonna get into a little bit of hockey talk today, but I think we can we can table that for next week. Uh, but I do want to mention that the NHL season has officially begun. I'm rocking my Canucks jersey in honor of that. Like, let's go, boys. We want to be 31st place. That's what we're going for this year. I'm cheering. So lose for Hughes. Yeah, lo- lose for Hughes. Lose for man. Hughes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to all to all our fans. Yeah. That aren't from the 604, all of the followers for Norman. What the boys are referring to here is you tank the season. You come dead last. Yeah. You'd come dead last. Yeah, yeah. All right. Lo- we're gonna lose. Like, for don't Hughes. even win a game. Just we're- don't show up. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lose for Hughes. We're gonna lack for Jack. And when I say lack, I mean lack any kind of talent or cohesion on the ice whatsoever. <laughs> this, this is gonna be the- the season you tank to get a high draft pick and hopefully build a franchise around a new up and coming yeah, talent. Yeah, yeah. Canucks and fans everywhere just cheering for every and single I, and loss. I, and, I, and I'm not cheering for. And I, and I want to be clear on this, right? Like I am a, I'm a huge Canucks fan, and I put my money where my mouth is. I, I, I will, I will say into a microphone. I am a season ticket holder. I've been a fan since I was a young boy. I love the Canucks with all my heart. And I'm saying this as a true fan. I hope they lose every single fucking We have to. It's the like, only like, chance we got. I say I say it with passion. Okay, sorry. I, I hope they don't lose every single game this year, but I hope they lose one more than the second to last place team. You know what I mean? I hope they're last in the standings. And I and I mean that passionately because you have to build a team with talent and develop that talent and get them to stay on on relatively attractive deals to be able to win in this league. That's how you do it. You can't just sign up. It's not the NBA. You can't just sign a bunch of superstars and, and put together a winning team. You can't trade your way into a winning team. You have to draft and develop and get these guys on good contracts. And the NHL is at a point in time right now where the contract values are just going like this, right? Superstars in the NHL a few years ago, let's say five years ago, if you got eight million as the NHL super, like that was superstar money as as an NHL superstar. Now it's like eleven or twelve, right? Like it's it's gone up significantly, and the mid-level guys have all gone up the same way too. So you really have to draft and develop well. I pray to God that we lose as many games as possible. Uh, but I hope that we're exciting in the process, and I hope that you know there's there's uh, lose like every game like five four in reg, you exactly. know, like exactly. get some goals in yeah, there, like exactly. don't just like put yeah. up a stinker, put, like put go zero and eighty two in a season, but like give us like a seven six loss yeah, yeah. in regulation. So that's all we're gonna touch on for the NHL for now. Don't worry, hockey fans, we're gonna get into it next week when there's actually some games to talk about and see what's happening. Uh, but yeah, NHL season is upon us, man. Hockey season is back. I'm excited about that. I want to get into uh, one more topic here before we sign off. And we're going to do a preview. Uh, Mr. RC, Norman, I know you want to talk about this. We're going to talk about the biggest MMA fight of the year. I'm not sure if it's the biggest fight of the year because I'm pretty sure Canelo Triple G had the most hype. But I'm going to go ahead and say that that this is the biggest MMA fight of the year. Uh, Before we do that, KTC is signing off, bro. Appreciate you tuning in. You don't want to talk fighting, so I do want to talk fighting. I just want to say, go Conor McGregor. I don't know who the other guy is. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to be good, but whatever, man. KD's got to take off. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> All right, bro. Uh, Conor McGregor is back after his long, long MMA absence, and he is ready to take back uh, his uh, rightful spot as the, what, undisputed pound-for-pound pound best fighter in mixed martial arts? Is that, shit, is that if, right? Shit, if you ask him, I'm sure you're underselling it, yeah, but probably, fuck. Probably. The guy is the two-division <laughs> Irish world champion, the stud of studs. Oh, man, I'm finally glad. Okay, this is your boy RC from Sports and More on the 604. Let's do this. I got you when it comes to combat sports, people. Yeah, you got this. I got you, my people. <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> Just UFC. listen. UFC 229, we have yeah. the return of the notorious Conor McGregor fighting at lightweight, 155, against the Eagle from Dagestan. The land of assassins. Wait, Dagestan? Is that where you're Dagestan. I didn't even know that. Yeah, man. Wow. Khabib Nurmagomedov, okay? He's Russian, but he speaks Arabic. He's a Muslim. This guy is from, like, one of the harshest 
places to grow up in the world and he's coming up as a wrestling phenom okay for everybody out there if you're a new mixed martial arts fan if you're a veteran mixed martial arts fan you know that there are styles in fighting that dominate right styles make fights man styles make fights styles make make rivalries when it comes to mixed martial arts since the beginning it has been the grappling sports right that have made the most dominant grappler if he can take the other guy down he's likely going to win right um, when it comes to grappling there's jujitsu and there's wrestling sambo judo all these other disciplines if you are in a discipline that you take people down because jujitsu you receive the takedown and you guard it no in wrestling you take people you're, you're down. the aggressor yes yeah yeah Khabib is the aggressor. If you see Khabib Nurmagomedov's fights, you will see a man that just takes people down and mauls them. Right. And now he's paired up against, in my opinion, the most loudmouth, psycho warfare, cocky expert of mind battling that the UFC has ever had. Which is Conor McGregor? So, uh, break break this down for us, because you know you're you're definitely the most knowledgeable fight fan that I know. And and what I want to hear from you is kind of with Conor McGregor, he had basically hasn't had an MMA fight in what two years, almost two years, almost two years. Almost yeah, two last years, time right? was in New York where he won the second belt. Yep. Um, that doesn't mean he hasn't been active. No, absolutely not. I mean, he had the fight with Floyd Mayweather. You know, did the publicity, got his hundred million exhibition right? fight, yeah, the play boxing. Did, fight. Yeah, did, did got his hundred. And you know what? Good for good for McGregor. Yeah. Got his hundred million. Took care of future generations of the McGregor clan. <laughs> like you know, his grandkids' grandkids are set up. That's great. But what does that time away from? Just like with 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 football or basketball or any sport, right? You could be training off the ice or off the court, but you have to get back into a certain game flow when you yeah. get when you get back. You just can't replace that live game action. Totally. So what do you think? Um, that what what kind of effect do you think that's going to play on McGregor versus a guy like Khabib who? has been actively fighting. He's been active. So in, in MMA, they call it a ring rust. In boxing, they call it ring rust as yep. well. When you're you're away from the ring, so you're rusty, your reaction time, your ability to handle the pressure and have control of the fight. Because these are judge sports, right? Boxing, MMA, they're judged. Mm. So one of the things the, the judges are looking for is control, proposing the fight, being the aggressor, being the person in control. So if he has been away from competition... He has been away from having to force himself to take control. Right. So that's the biggest aspect that you would say I'm concerned. Yeah. Now, why it doesn't fucking matter this time is because there's no way he's going to take control of a wrestler. What we're going to see is the most elusive Conor McGregor you've ever seen because he can't be within a shot's length from Khabib. This is a fight where you got a counter-striker in McGregor, a sharp puncher. Again, mental warfare. Counter puncher against a workhorse grinding wrestler. So everything that you would see ring rusty uh, doesn't really matter because McGregor has to stay away, pick his spots, come in crisp with the counter the counter shots. If he does that, we you know people say this fight either ends short with McGregor winning, or it goes the distance. And Connor comes out with his face looking a completely different way than it came looking in. So I think I know which way you're going on this one. But before we do, yeah. Norman, I want to I want to hear from you. What 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 are your general thoughts on on this fight coming up All here? Right. I'm not a McGregor fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the guy. He's, he's an acquired taste, let's say. I mean, he's a great fighter. I mean, probably the greatest fighter till now. And it's if I want to compare it with someone, it's Tom Brady, right? We all know he's probably the best quarterback till now and either you love him or you hate him if you hate him you just want to see him lose right and you get tired of wanting to see him lose when and every time you want to see him lose he ends up winning it's the same <laughs> with McGregor you just want to see him get beaten so bad and every time he wins and it's not like even a fair fight he wins by a by a thousand miles. People want to see the villain, you know, lose, right? Because yeah. it's, it's the loud mouth, the brash personality. Like, every, a lot of people are really wanting the Warriors to lose this year, right? Yep. In basketball. So, I can see what you mean. 
uh, I don't know if I'm a, if I'm a McGregor fan or not. Like I'm 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 not a I'm not a fan of his like general like douchebagish nature. <laughs> yeah. But I gotta respect the fact that he knows exactly what he's doing. He's a very calculated showman. He yeah. he parlayed that into a hundred million dollar guaranteed purse in a boxing fight that had no <laughs> yeah that had no professional implications whatsoever. First know. boxing match. Yeah, his first boxing match was a hundred million guaranteed for him. He, he's a genius that way, so I, I kind of respect what he's been able to do, and 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 we can't deny the fact that he has taken the um, the 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 general public mainstream attention of the to the UFC to another level. And the UFC has had some really exciting storylines over the years, like when they brought in Brock Lesnar from uh, from WWE. Uh, they. Um, you know they've had some of these exciting storylines over the years, but but the the rise of Conor McGregor in the UFC has been their biggest um, push to to kind of supplant boxing as like the the combat sport of today. Yep. And, and and so the UFC, the entire sport, owes Conor McGregor a lot for that. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. Yeah. You know his effect on the business and putting UFC on the map, whereas. You know, the UFC just sold for like $4 billion, right? Yeah. And he's loud about it. He always makes the point of, give me the cheddar. I own a stake in this business. I grew it to what it is. You know, I got to give the guy fucking credit. But he's not wrong. The, the thing is, man, he got it. He got what Muhammad Ali got. What Mayweather got. Tyson. What Tyson... I mean, Tyson didn't have the linguistic ability to like promote, but shit, like... You tune in to see somebody lose with as much... Um, you pay that pay-per-view money just as happy to watch somebody lose and to watch somebody win. Absolutely. So he says, man, I can be a hero to 30% of the fan base and at the same time piss off 70%. I'm going to get every one of y'all to sign, buy the pay-per-view, sign right? Up, sign me up, right? He's a proven champion. I mean, whatever it, it takes him to win a fight, he's going to make it. Yeah. And right now... He's the one who has actually nothing to prove. Right, absolutely. I mean, he's a champion. The other guy has to go after him. Even if they end up, they end up tying in a tight fight, he will end up winning. Mm. So Khalif is the one that has actually something to risk. He doesn't have anything to risk. What, what's um and and I don't know much about Khabib at all. Um, I know that you know he, you know he definitely kind of earned his number one contender spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Connor is still the champ, right? Well, or did Connor he, did, was did the he have champion, to vacate but his he, belts? he vacated it due to inactivity, right? So he because he, so he had he had two belts, right? He had did, two. did he vacate both of he's them? He's never defended a belt. Connor has never defended a belt, oh, really? and he's really smart not to because man, is when you're in the, the fighting right game, now? he is the current champ. Oh, yeah. okay. So in the fighting game, man, you want to push the the best fights to the last. Yeah, you yeah. You want to make the most money and push the best fights. So Connor is actually coming for the champ right yes, now. Yes. Yes. Okay. And just before we're gonna wrap up sports and more from the six oh four. Prediction, DB, you want to hit us with your prediction on this one? You know what? I, I I don't know enough about Khabib to really make a prediction. Like, he is he is the champ. Um, I don't know, man. There's just, like, before Conor left you know, the sport to, to pursue that exhibition boxing fight, he was on top of his game. Like, it didn't look like he could lose. He knew how to tactically pick you apart and get in your head before the fight. Um... Just because I don't know much about Khabib, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that that McGregor wins by unanimous decision. Um, I don't think we're gonna see a knockout, um, but uh, I could be definitely wrong. So I don't know. I'm I'm actually more curious to hear what you gotta say. Right on, man. And our guest guest here at the 604 Studio, Mr. Norman. Normie, what you, what got, you got, player? I think McGregor is gonna win. When is he going to win? It depends on Khabib. Like, if he's smart and he takes a long-term fight, they'll end up and we'll just have a beat in McGregor. I'll be happy about it, but he, but he's definitely going to win. If he gets, like, too eager, he's going, uh, if Khabib tries to go after the knockout or just knock him down, I think McGregor is going to be smart enough just to have a lucky punch and just end the fight as soon as the other guy tries to do it. And just to like wrap the, up the I episode, like the, this is your boy, RC. You heard my two colleagues. This, this is the prediction Listen, of the night right This here, is what's so. going to happen, guys. Ding, ding. The fight's going to start. Connor's going to stand, measure his range. He's going to get immediately taken down. And he's going to get his face reconfigured into a different shape. Khabib Nurmagomedov is not here to fuck around. 
This kid is gonna destroy oh, him. Oh shit! And he is not gonna I destroy like him it. slowly. This is not gonna be a round one knockout. This is gonna be a a three round. I am punching you and talking to you. Yeah. And I'm talking to Dana. And I'm talking to Joe Rogan. Khabib is insane. Khabib Nurmagomedov retains the championship belt. Round three, ground and pound. There you have it, man. Saturday night, everybody tune in. We'll be watching. Uh, I think that does it for another episode. Uh, Sports and more from the 604. Hashtag SM604. Episode 8 is in the books. Uh, Norman, you're our first guest. You won't be our last, but we would love to have you on again, my man. Thank you for coming by. yeah, everyone who's uh, who's listening in, you guys already know what it is. You can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you choose: iTunes, Spotify, you know, you name it, Google Play. We got you. Uh, we got you hooked up. We've just started a Twitter account. We officially yeah. are on are in the Twitterverse. So Twitter, IG, Facebook, however you want to get at us socially, you can do that. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Keep tuning in. Let us know what you think. We love your feedback, and uh, and that's it for another week. So. This is RC. Uh, we got RC. I'm DB. Mr. Norman is here. We're all signing off. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace out. Thank you.